If you could write a love letter, if you could talk to your younger self, to little Susan or little Bobby at six years old or 12 or 18, what would you say? What about if you could write a love letter or talk to your future self at 40 or 60 or 80? What would you say? In this episode, we talk about the thread of love running through your life. It's a very special Valentine's Day episode to free your heart to love and be loved as you deserve. Would it be okay if I were to tell you that I am afraid someday so I call you up and you call me down? Would it be okay? Well, hello again and welcome to the Freed Hearts Podcast, episode 17. They're adding up of the Freed Hearts <laughs> Podcast. My name is Robert Cottrell and I'm here with... Susan Cottrell. Hi. Hi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, this is what I'm like. I'm getting nothing back here. There we go. We're doing this because this episode uh, is coming out just before Valentine's Day and we're going to talk about love. And I know it's that's kind of a weird holiday sometimes um, for many of us. And and But it on this episode, it doesn't really matter if you're with someone or you're alone, this episode will apply because we just want to talk about love. Um, and recently we did an episode about a love letter to ourselves. Yeah, we were doing that in the middle of a very difficult time last year. And that letter was to ourselves right now. But how did we get there and where do we want to go? So if you, if you could write, I want to talk to you about what we're going to cover and then we'll go back and talk about this. But the idea is if you could write a love letter to your past self or your younger self to little Susan or (laughs) little Bobby at six years old or 12 years old or 18 years old, what would you say? What would we say? We make decisions growing up about ourselves, about life, love, what we deserve, the kind of people we deserve, how we deserve to be treated that impact the rest of our lives. What truths would we speak to our younger selves that we wish we would have known. And then we're going to talk a bit about writing a love letter to our future self. And I'll say this, talking to most of you out there, not to me, but your future self at 40 (laughs) or 60 or 80. um, And what would you say? What would you hope that you know then? And how do you hope you have lived and loved? And we want to talk about what's gotten in the way about the importance of what others think, uh, how others have hurt us, lies we have believed about ourselves, negative self-talk, non-affirming religious teaching that has impacted the core of who we are, things like that. So let's go back and kind of talk a little bit about writing a love letter to little Susie. Susie Q. Susie is what I call. Excuse me? <laughs> I think it's a song about you, isn't there? <laughs> yes. <laughs> is what I call my younger self. It's Susie Q. And uh, this is this is a really interesting topic to me. I've worked with a lot of people to go back to talk to their younger self. And it's really freeing because that younger you is in there. And when you have an issue come up, um, I've heard it just recently described as the adult mind gets, gets caught in a loop of a, a hurt or something. Mm. That it's the child mind that is being pulled in, and the child mind is the one hurt. And so to go back when you're in a current situation and address the child mind and put that younger you at ease gives you gives you freedom in the now. Could you give us an example? Well, when I first 
um, started doing this work myself, my mentor said to get to know, you know, Susie younger you is what she said or whatever she used, the little you. We can use Susie Q. I like Susie Q. That's what I call her for me. Um, and to to get to know her and get comfortable with her and her to get comfortable with me. And it sounds like you're suddenly, you know, got multiple personality disorder, but it's not true. It's actually multiple personality order because you're bringing order from that inside of you that hasn't been resolved, you know? So I started imagining her with me. And when I'd be in the kitchen cooking, I'd see her there with me, helping me. And it's a little awkward at first. It felt like I was babysitting somebody's kid and I didn't <laughs> quite know what to do with them. Was she a nice kid? Uh, she was nice and yeah, quiet okay. and and didn't seem to say that much. But, you know, I wanted to reach her. But soon I really got together with her and saw who she was and saw myself in her. And I would sit on the on the sofa maybe and have her come sit with me and I'd put my arm around her and and ask her, you know, how are you doing? What would you like to tell me? And if there's a hurt, you can talk to to younger you about it and let them know, let, let them tell you what they're feeling and ask them, what do you need from me? What would you like from me? And usually they want to know that you love them and that you're, they're safe because they're speaking up because they don't feel safe. They're afraid. They've, They've tried to protect you. You know, they're they're operating from a child mm. um, wanting to protect you and themselves so that you guys survive, which, you know, is what you do as a child. You try to survive and navigate the world you live in. And so if you can... And, I, and as a yeah. child, all that's based, that's based on whatever has happened to you. Sure. Whatever your experience sure. is. Sure, whatever's going on in the moment. If there's something, whatever it's happening is happening. And if it's either from a really dysfunctional situation or if it's just a world that's bigger than you that you don't know how to navigate, you know, even in a, in a good situation, you're still a child trying to navigate the world. And so for you to say then, hey, I hear your heart. You're safe. Thank you for sharing this with me. You're safe. I want you to know that I am who you became and you... This protection that you've done has gotten us to this point, but I'm in charge now and I will protect you. You are safe and I'm here for you. And there, even though it sounds like, it could sound like you're just making stuff up, it honestly satisfies that younger you and it brings peace to that voice in you because she's speaking up because she's afraid and wants to be heard well, and wants to I'm, be loved. Yeah, that's what I'm I'm so the the impact if I'm understanding you the impact that it has on your present self. Mm-hmm. Is that your present self is as you just live and go through each day is deeply impacted um likely you don't even know it. Right. by decisions that your younger self made, that little Susie Q made to um to be safe. To be safe, to protect you. Right. And this is, it's like this, um, what are the movies, Inception and these kind of things that, you know, two things happening at the same time. Right. That it's like you then as an adult say, hey, I I got it. Yeah. I hear you. Uh, I've got it from here. Yeah. 
you did your work, which which relieves Susie Q, yeah. which then relieves you yes. as a grown-up. Yes. Um, from that either feeling like, I don't know why I am the way I am or why I think the way I think, but yeah. it gives you back, it relieves you or releases you from that dependence upon your younger self. Is that right? Well, it, it, rele- yeah, it relieves you from reacting to something that your child has thrown into the mix in order to protect themselves. Yeah, okay. This is going to sound like a strange segue. And it- well, I, oh. I, I will tell you that, that you... That I've I've heard you watched you do this with a number of people, yeah, uh, on video and over the phone over, over the past year or so, and and um, a couple of them, you know, as in my almost my first response was like, what, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, okay, <laughs> whatever. With my little Bobby We're on the West Coast just, now, so right. things are weird. <laughs> what the hell happened in the Pacific Northwest? <laughs> um, but but then, but they do it. Mm-hmm. And without exception, it's like, oh my gosh, that yes. was profound. Yes. I felt so much. I was able to talk and receive and share. And that was so profound. So, yes. Yeah. It's like your body, what they call somatic experiences. Soma means body. And when your body carries your experiences, your body tells the truth about your experiences. It embodies experiences. Wow. And then you're living out of them. And so when you go back and manage, heal that experience, then it frees it from your body. And it's kind of the same thing here. And we don't know that in, in most cases. We, no, we're not conscious of it. We're not sure why we react that way. Right. Why, why? Sometimes we know, but but a lot of times it's really? why. We don't. Yeah, yeah it's like. Um, why am I? I could. They say, you know, you're never mad about what you're mad about. Right. You you think you're mad about the thing being left out all night on the counter instead of put in the fridge, but you're mad about the scarcity mindset you grew up with. It's just, as a child, it's just, there's a root. And so you want to go back to that. And it sounds like digging for a needle in a haystack, but it's not. When you ask your younger you, they know and they'll share with you. Like a first date, maybe it can be, it can feel awkward at first, but soon you are integrated with younger you and she's just in your body. You've opened up that communication. Yeah. 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 And she feels safe. She feels heard and protected because oftentimes as kids, that was my Texas accent kind of, right? just as, as kids. kids. Um, <laughs> Y'all. <laughs> We, uh, we, we don't feel heard. We don't have a way to express our fears where somebody in charge says, oh, I know that's scary for you. It's okay. Oh, yeah. We're all, we're safe. Yeah, we, and, yes, that's yeah. right. We don't, and we don't know how to process it. We have no, yeah. nothing to base it on. We just know that we are, that the message that we're getting is uh, whatever it is. Life yeah. is unfair. Life is scary. I'm hungry. We're right. poor. We don't have what what we need. Uh, right. People are mean. Other people are mean. Grown-ups are mean. Grown-ups are nice. Whatever it is, you know? Yeah. Or I I have to, as somebody just put it, I was listening to yesterday, said, I have to I have to cry for somebody to hear that I need a bottle. You know, that that's from when we're infants. So we feel like we really need to make ourselves heard. And then often we're quieted, we're silenced. Yeah. So, and this happens in in all families, not just in dysfunctional families. I have to cry now when I need a bottle. That's 
old, it's a old it's a bottle of wine. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I love how much you reference that for somebody who doesn't even drink. It's just great. I yeah. I like Bailey's Irish cream a little bit. That it, you do like that, but that's it. That's it. That's just funny. Coffee. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Send us Starbucks gift cards. Are <laughs> hey, listening to Starbucks is a shout out. I'm just kidding. <laughs> we have no sponsors. We haven't tried though. We should get some sponsors. We should. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I was completely derailed that. Yeah. So again, I've I've seen you do that in your own life. I've seen I've yeah. I've I'll, I'll be walking through the living room and and you're talking to to little Susie. Yeah. You know, and that's it's wonderful. And again, to be able again, if we had that, if we had that, we have that opportunity. Mm-hmm. That's what we're trying to say. We have that opportunity, right? To actually go back and speak to our younger selves. Yeah. And talk about the things, the decisions that we made that our younger selves made. And again, that could be, and we could talk to our younger selves at different times, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. Different ages of decisions that we made about how we deserve to be treated, about whether or not we're attractive and appealing, about what the opposite sex or the same sex is like, what others are like, what, you know? Yeah, yeah and it, sometimes it's just something comes up. I feel angst or I feel afraid or something. And so- all you have to do in that moment is just say, you know, sit down, close your eyes and say, okay, younger you, Susie Q, would you like to come talk to me about this? And let them appear to you and let them appear at the age that they are at the time of the thing. Because it's related to an earlier thing, almost assuredly. Sure. And they'll show up and maybe they're six, maybe that time they're 12. And then let them communicate to you. And your job is to hear it and receive it, and give them comfort. And it's as if they're really there, and you are called upon as the adult in the room to comfort them, not correct them, not tell them it's silly. They don't, you know, there's nothing to be afraid of. But, oh, I understand how scary that must be for you, but I want you to know I'm here and I got it. Yeah, we hold them. This is an odd little thing. So if you don't want it in here, we'll take it out, but... (laughs) When there was a time when um, we had the kids, everybody was asleep, middle of the night, and we got a huge knock on the door. It was 3 a.m. or something. We all, it roused everybody. We went out of the room and I started to go downstairs, just like in my stupor of sleep. I started to go downstairs, but you were going to the kids' window, which looked out over the front door. But before you went and you saw me going downstairs and you stopped me, Susan, Susan, no, don't go down, don't go open that door. And it it jolted me awake and I came back upstairs and then you dealt with them through the window and somebody was out there, is this your cat? It was some kind of weird ruse. We didn't know. I'm cat. sure of it. Yeah. And that's, it's just kind of a way to get us to open the door. But if you had not caught me, who knows what would have happened. But instead you, you're like, hey, it's okay. I got this and pulled me back from that. And it, mm. it I just, and it's been 15, 20 years, and I still remember that as a really primal protection from you. And we get to offer that to our younger you to say, hey, it's okay. It's okay. Stay with me. I'll show you. I got you. Mm-hmm. Nothing's going to get you. And what is that? How does that impact you right now? So you have this, so you say that to your younger self. Yeah. That I've got you. We're okay. And then how does, what does that then do to you right here, right now? It resolves that, that thing that is 
um, pulling on me from the inside that I don't know why it is. It resolves it. And some of those things are have to deal with how we view ourselves, right? Sure. How we view how we're how we again how we deserve to be treated, the kind of relationships we yeah we have, uh, whether or not we're worthy, things like that, right? Yeah. So, yeah. So how does it, that impact yourself today? Yeah, it just it frees me. It frees me if some if some woman is being rude to me, you know, and belligerent to me that I thought was a friend. And I talked to Susie Q and she remembers, you know, Kathy Goldstein, the sixth grade bully. And suddenly there's context. I say, oh, okay, well, this woman's not Kathy. We're okay. We made it through that. And I tell Susie Q, I say, you know, everything that you did, you did everything you could to protect us till we could grow up. And you did a great job because we're here and we made it. So then you then come through and interact with us. It's like, oh, that's why I'm reacting. Yeah. That's why I'm triggered. Yeah, it just unplugs it by itself. It unplugs it. I don't even have to. Yeah, I don't even have to say, okay, therefore. It just, it unplugs it. That's awesome. It's, yeah. By the way, Kathy Goldstein, if you're listening. (laughs) 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 Payback. I'm sorry. Um, You know what? I'm not going to apologize if you're listening. Freedom. We love you too. Uh, (laughs) um, Yeah. So that's awesome. That's, I mean, as I've seen you do it with yourself and others, it's a beautiful thing. Thank you. Yeah, it really is. It's it's a beautiful thing. And it it feels that way as I've watched you come through that. And I mean, and especially, honestly, as I've seen some others that you've dealt with on this, that you've worked with on this, it's just profound. They're like, oh my gosh, I have been thinking this and afraid of this for 15 years. Yeah. I can't believe it's gone. Yeah, we I have can't a, believe I, I yeah, we have a young person we've been working, I've been working intensely with on this for a few years. And and some of those memories that were tr- like anxiety, panic attack inducing now are just inert. Mm. She doesn't even have any heat on it at all. And that's that's the power of tapping into your younger you, yeah. that child mind and freeing them. From the thing that's still in there for still there for them, yeah. and again, we're doing this in connection with the Valentine's Day holiday, which it's not my favorite holiday. It's a little bit, you know, trumped up. Trump. You can't say <laughs> that a, phrase anymore. You just little, can't. It's it's a little up. bit commercialized. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's everywhere, and so we do this in with the goal that maybe this helps free your heart to love and be loved as you deserve. Yeah. So starting with the letter though, that that's a good yeah. place to start. Yeah. And if you want to close your eyes on the on the sofa and and let younger you come in and then write down everything you would have to say to them, you know, what you wish an adult had said to you or whatever. Yeah. And if you're interested in in this and I'm I'm I could be opening up your email, but if you're interested in in maybe something like this, maybe reach out to us and we can figure out, we've not really done this, um, you know, on a client kind of basis before, but maybe it's something we can think about doing if you have time, Susan, we'll see. But yeah, but um, yeah, email us uh, just at podcast at Freed Hearts. Actually do it to hello at freedhearts.org. Hello at freedhearts.org and just ask about this and maybe we can, we can figure something, something out. out. Yeah. Okay. Um, so should we move on to, uh, to future self? Yes. Because what what happens? I mean, as we as we as we are living now in the present between past self and future self, we find that there are things 
that we believe about ourselves. We have negative self-talk and we're impacted by non-religious, I'm sorry, non-affirming religious teaching uh, that has given us lies and, and abusive messages and how others have hurt us and things like that. So how do we address that? What do we say to our future self if, uh, if we're writing a letter? What do we want our future self to know? Is it, a, is it, is it something, and we've, we're just, again, we're talking through this live here on the podcast in front of you all uh, in your ears. <laughs> um, but is it the kind of thing where you, it's like a, a vision you want to cast for your future self? What, no. How do you hear it? Because your, your future self is the one with the vision. I, it's, I would take the opportunity in a letter to introduce yourself to your future <laughs> self, which is really you That's connecting. Really You're really introducing you. To them because they've already lived through you. I know this gets very esoteric very quickly, but honestly, it works. There's power in it. So um, you can write a letter to that future self and and express hopes. who you are, yeah. hopes, fears, whatever. And and then, like with Susie Q, you can listen for an answer. Go, yes, when I meditate, I'll go to this place I have. It's a, it's a, it's like a hut where I see um, my future self and other people that have inspired me. And I go there and uh, in meditation and I meet with 70 year old Susan is the one I'm meeting with. Man, which sounds very far away. Are you going to change that here sometime soon? <laughs> at some time, at some point. 110-year-old Susan. <laughs> That's right. But I, I'll i go and just knock on the hut door and she answers. <laughs> and we'll just go sit at the table and just, you know, mostly she'll just put her arm around me and just smile because she's so happy to see me. And it's like a very mothering, maternal thing. And it it provides me, like, I just feel so loved and so safe. And sometimes she'll give me words of encouragement that I wouldn't have known before. I wouldn't have had the words for. And she'll tell me, oh, don't, don't be afraid of that. That's nothing. That's going to just fall away. Don't worry about that. Look at what you've done and look at what's ahead for you. And she casts the vision for me and takes away my fear. That's the biggest thing, which is, I just saw the connection. Of course, it's there that you're taking away the fear for your younger you and your older you mm-hmm. is taking away your fear. Just, I just wrote that down. Did you? Yeah. Did you? That's I used the great. word comfort. But, yeah, because yeah. fear is the biggest problem that we've got. And everything we do either comes from love or fear, period. And love is the way forward. Love is the peace. Love is where creativity and life are going to come from, where they do come from. And fear is the block to that. It's just like a dark room you haven't turned on the love in yet. So much freedom. I think this past time uh, of being in quarantine and Mm -hmm. being locked down, a lot of us have have had no other person to be with but ourselves. Yes. <laughs> our thoughts and our mind. And there's and there and that's been very difficult. Well now you have three people. In a lot of ways. <laughs> that's right. 
<laughs> so I was, I was going to say it, it. It gives us a chance to really. It's given us a chance, I think, to to just reflect mm-hmm. on some things. And and I think for me and for a lot of people out there, it has opened up a window into ways I view myself that I didn't realize. Mm-hmm. Conversations, decisions I had made about myself, mm-hmm. the ways I have, uh, that I view myself, the way that I view others that I just didn't realize because mm-hmm. life was so darn busy. Yes. And so this is an opportunity here. And what we want to leave you with and hope you take away from this is it's an, it's an opportunity to, um, to go back. And you can do this through a, a letter, start with a letter, and also through meditation. And we may have some resources for you on that and we can connect. Again, reach out to us. But even if you just spend time writing a letter, write this down, a letter to your your younger self, little Susie Q, little Bobby. No one calls me Bobby except my mom, by the way. And she's, <laughs> and she's gone. Um, but you can, I suppose, listener. Um, uh, write a letter to your younger self. Spend some time, meditate on that. Write a letter, spend some time, meditate with your future self. With the idea, uh, and if you uh, if you grew up in a Christian tradition, the idea of meditate may scare you, but it just means to think, to to rest in, and you know whatever's good, worthy, uh, praiseworthy. Think on these things. That verse. It's that's all you're doing. Yeah, I mean, you're just reflecting many... in silence, without you know other thoughts distracting you. Yeah, there are examples in the Bible of Jesus going off and being alone and alone with his thoughts and alone to to reflect and to with, and with God to, and to connect with Spirit. That's right. Yeah. So that's all this is. There's there's nothing there's nothing uh, scary scary about this. <laughs> um, but it's a chance to do that again. Write a letter. Spend some time with your younger self. Write a letter. Spend some time with your future self. With the goal. And our hope that you can remove the fear and comfort your younger self and be comforted and have your fear removed by your future self with and the idea can, of, of, yeah. Excuse me. Okay. And you can cast a vision for that younger you as well. Say, oh, I see your your creativity. Look at how you're you're viewing these things. Look, who, yeah. look how resourceful you are in dealing with these things that have been thrown at you. It's, yeah. it's really empowering. This is what you deserve. And we, because of all these things that we're dealing with right here, right now, we oftentimes live a life that we think, how do we get here and where do we go? And this will really help, I think, um, help us have a higher view of ourselves, mm-hmm. give ourselves, um, heal from things, forgive ourselves of, 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 of things and, and, and really just, maybe change the narrative on what life is, who we are, whether or not we're worthy, which we are, mm-hmm. you are. Yep. And we don't want you to settle for anything less than that and how you love yourself and how you love others and how others love you. The idea here is to free your heart, free your heart to love and be loved. And that's what we want our gift to be for you on this Valentine's Day. So we have another little gift for you. Uh, you get a car and you get a car. No, wait. Um, <laughs> we can't do that. We can't do that. Um, we have a little gift. You 
many, many, many of you have written us and said, oh my gosh, as you know, you probably know now by episode 17, that the music that you hear at the beginning is our daughter, Hannah Cottrell, our youngest. Um, and she goes by the stage name of Saint Sinner. You can find her on Spotify or at heysaintsinner.com. That is her original song uh, that she wrote and and produced and sings and plays everything on. It's called Calm Me Down. And we've heard from many of you and say, where can we find this? Where can I down? Well, you can't. It's not out there. She, it's just for this, this podcast. And you haven't heard the whole thing yet. So we have a little gift for you as we wrap this up. It's the rest of that song, or at least the first couple minutes of that song. Uh, so don't don't go away. Don't don't hit stop. Um, so let the song play. So we're about to play for you the rest of Hannah's song called Calm Me Down as a gift to you. And we love you dearly. We love you dearly so much. Would it be okay if I were to tell you that I am afraid? Someday, so I call you up and you call me down Would it be okay if I were to lose it? But you stay the same most days So I call you up and you call me down Would it be okay? Would it be okay? Just off the plane in Dubai, yeah Young me going straight to the sky, yeah Young gun, I ain't never been shy You ain't gotta tell me twice for I'm on the next flight, yeah Caught you in a Whole Foods juice bar Looking so cute, came swinging in so hard Now she got me kidded, driving around a her car Now I gotta live in, she my co-star Always got my head in the clouds Storm coming in, got me upside down When lightning strikes with no one around Sound of your voice, keep my head on the Would ground. it be okay if I were to tell you that I am afraid someday? So I call you up and you call me down. Would it be okay if I were to lose it? But you stay the same most days. So I call you up and you call me down. Would it be okay? Listening to the Freed Hearts Podcast. We have extensive resources and vibrant community for you at www.freedhearts.org. Just come say hello. And if you have questions or issues or comments about the podcast, things you'd like us to talk about, reach out to us at podcast at freedhearts.org. The music is provided by Hannah Cottrell, our daughter, the Grammy-nominated Saint Sinner, and you can find out more about her at heysaintsinner.com. Please share this, subscribe, and follow on your favorite platform, and thanks for listening.